Self-driving cars and robots continue to do some weird stuff, but it gets even stranger when people get added to the mix. Also, a judge rules that AI-generated art cannot receive copyrights, and Meta really drops the hammer on employees who don't want to go back to the office. All this and more coming up on Today in Tech. Hi, everyone. I'm Keith Shaw. Welcome to Today in Tech. The guy behind the monitors is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, how's it going? It's going very well. Let's get right into the topic of robots, cars, and bad behavior. Uh, it's really when people get added to the mix. Uh, first up, uh, a cruise vehicle got stuck in wet concrete while driving in San Francisco. Uh, this is one of those stories where the more uh, public these self-driving cars become, the more you're going to see stories like this. A cruise vehicle got stuck in wet concrete driving around San Francisco's Western Edition uh, earlier this week. Paul Harvey, a San Francisco resident who lives in the area, told SF Gate in an interview that he saw the car stuck at a construction site on Golden Gate Avenue between Fillmore and Steiner Streets. The car had no passengers inside. World's greatest quote coming up. Uh, I could see five different scenarios where bad things happen, and this is one of them, Harvey told the uh, website. It thinks it's a road, and it ain't because it ain't got a brain and it can't tell that it's freshly poured concrete. Woo. All right. So apparently, he's not wrong. So yeah. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> it, what's weird is that usually when you pour concrete on a, on a street, you usually have construction crews around to, to stop any, any cars from getting into it. Right. Right. So I want to know where the, the construction workers are or did the car just ignore the people that were around there or did it just drive right through it and, and go through a construction barrier? Because you don't leave the wet concrete out for anybody to, no, to, no. to I walk mean, you, into it. You block it off. Yeah. Um, and we, we should know this pretty well in Massachusetts. You know, it's the orange season, right? Yeah. The traffic cone season. So it probably just drove through the traffic cones because you can see on the image. I mean, you know, we're not seeing the rest of the image, you know, what's past uh, the right side of the frame here, but there's yeah. probably cones and it probably just drove through the cones. Yeah. Maybe it's not programmed to recognize orange cones yet. You know, you would think it would be though. You think it would, but maybe, maybe it didn't, maybe it wasn't able to recognize. Go, it for go farther reason. down. Maybe there's some other, some other images. Um, nope, no, I guess it. not. All right. Yeah. Uh, this just shows again, it's a technology that everyone is all excited about and hyped about. And in a lot of the testing, it looks really impressive. But when you get out into the real world, you have a couple of things. First, you have real world scenarios like construction and how does a human deal with the instruct, you know, construction right. versus how does a, a vehicle, a self-driving vehicle deal with construction? Mm-hmm. It, it can't, it can see things and it can adapt. Th- yeah, it can see and it can observe and it sort of knows what's going on, but it doesn't truly know what's going on the way a human would, would, would do it. The second part is humans get in the way and they start doing bad things. And here's a couple of examples of, of the problems when you get humans involved. Okay, so the next story. Los Angeles TV station KTLA5 has recently reported on a number of robot theft and vandalism incidents in West Hollywood where some robots have been robbed of the goods they're delivering, including food. The robots are used by local restaurants and are built by Serve Robotics, which pointed out to the TV station that despite some incidents, the robots still have a 99.9% delivery completion rate. Good for them. Incidents of theft and vandalism have made their way to social media over the past few months, including TikTok, uh, with one prominent account named at film the robots la compiling videos of some of the mayhem 
I, I covered the robot space when a lot of these uh, self-driving delivery robots were out there. And the companies have assured me when I was covering this stuff. Oh, we've got cameras on the robots. We've got, we know we can get your, you know, if, if we, if, there's locks on it in case, you know, for theft, the only, the, the only people, only the people that ordered the food can get the food by unlocking these, these robots. I, it's but this is still happening. So people yeah. are, you can pick up the robot and then smash it on the ground and eventually whatever's inside it's, will come out. And, and it's, it's a lot like the thefts that are going on in uh, counter, you know, shoplifting, all of those types of incidents. Smash, smash and grab. Yeah. It's, no, it, it could be no. a smash and grab the police. You may have the footage, but the police aren't going to investigate it because they're too busy doing other, you know, crime stuff. <laughs> They're, you know, they're too busy going after other criminals. Same thing with shoplifting. That's why there's such a rise in shoplifting because the cops just aren't kind of prosecuting the way they used to. So you can have all the cameras in the world, but if someone wants to get what's inside that robot, they're going to do it because it's unlikely they're going to be, they're going to be prosecuted. I mean, look at all the porch pirates for the delivery uh, companies. They don't care. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we should start a um, campaign. Um, for robot rights. Um, we need to protect uh, the rights of these robots from being, um, you know, ha having their goods stolen. So yeah. I, I I think we should we should start that. I, but yeah, I, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I think it's a bad idea. Like, what if what if you order something that's a little bit more valuable than your average? I wouldn't, you know? I wouldn't want anything valuable yeah. delivered to me by a robot at this point. Yeah. Even even the drone stuff, I've seen drone footage or drone delivery items, and the first thing you think about is if you're in in a uh, rural area or out in the country, you're, someone with a shotgun's going to just try to shoot it down. Or not, or not even that. But what about just like you know bad weather? Um, yeah. So like this past weekend, we there was a tornado warning on the east coast. Yeah, and it was you know we had one actually heavy touched rain down in, and I think wind. in Rhode Island. Yeah. 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 No, it did. And so it's like, uh, you know, if you're UPS or Amazon, you're going to deliver rain. Well, you're no, no, rain you're, or snow. They're not going to deliver that kind of stuff in in bad weather. Oh, yeah. Most of them do. Uh, no, I, I think, think I think the FAA has something to say about that. No, when, no. I mean, like, no, no, the delivery vans. Oh, delivery not, vans. Yeah, no, not, no, not, not a drone planes. or a robot. Okay. I, right, right, right. All right. I, I misunderstood you. So, like, you know, UPS and, and Amazon are still, you know, they have to deliver. I've gotten deliveries you know? in the rain and they sometimes put it in a, a bag, ba plastic bag that gets soaked. Right. Yeah. But you you get it and it gets, it gets brought to your doorstep. But I, I don't think, you know, putting this much... Uh, trust in the in a robot i don't think it's a good idea granted this is what like a prototype thing they're kind of no, testing it or they, no, they literally just rolled it out they've rolled out a lot of these in major cities and college campuses have this on a, a lot we were at bridge bridgewater state bridgewater. university uh i want to say three or four months ago and the parking lot where we parked you cross this little walkway and I saw three or four of these. They were all Starship. That's the name really? of the company. Yeah. Three or four of them just driving around. That is a horrible idea. No, it's not. Not, a, not a if you're a college. Idea. No, it's not. But what is it delivering? Food. 
food. Yeah, if you're in a dorm, well, just no, pick if, one up and you got oh, a free oh, meal. Oh, Come you, on, Keith. No, you, it's locked. It's locked. The idea you, you just, can't just, just pick bust up, it open. No, you can't. You, I could. You know, here's what I could do. I could have walked up, picked up the robot, threw it down, uh-huh. hope see if it breaks open. Uh-huh. You've destroyed whatever food is in there. Probably uh-huh. a burrito. <laughs> I mean, the burrito's all over the place. I'm not going to eat this burrito now. You just got to take it and drive away with it. I could, I, true. I could, I, I could have picked up the robot, put it in my car and then driven home. Somehow tried to figure out how to Jimmy the, the, the lock. I'd be easy. And then, and then maybe I get, but I don't know exactly what's in there. I'm assuming it's food. It could be a burrito. It could be Chinese noodles and, or a pizza. Who knows? Right. Right. I mean, if, if you're desperate living on the streets, and you see one of these things go by, it's like, whoa, jackpot. Just grab and run away. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying, you know That's why they're they're not in the they're not in a lot of cities at, at the moment. But yeah. again, this was West Hollywood, LA. And I I have seen them on college campuses and from the most part I think that the students there are respecting the robots. For now. For now. And they're not taunting them, they're not they're not putting graffiti on them. I, I just think it's a it's a yeah, I, I thought you were going to make a, I thought you were going to make a comment about the laziness of college students that can't get up from their dorm room and go to and get some food. At a, at oh, sure, we're we're past we're that. Pa- <laughs> we're way past that. Now it's just questioning the, um, qu- questioning the validity or whatever of doing this. It's just it, it doesn't make sense to me. This might be a generational thing that you just don't get yet. In terms of, the I mean, needs. it's kind of hard to understand. It's like, well, just get up and go to the store and buy your own stuff. Like, it's why? it's a generation that was raised on app culture. That every the, no, for, I, for I every get services it. I get that you it. have, you, there's an app for it, and things can get delivered to you. I'm just thinking of all the ways this can go wrong. Of course, you know, like I said, you know, someone could just pick that up. Well, the idea was and, the idea was that you would have a camera and video footage, and you could then submit it to the police. The problem is. Not the footage. It's the they probably know who stole all these things. They just don't want to assign it to a police officer for what amounts to petty theft. If yeah. you're thinking about it, if it's just a ten dollar food order, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could try to get them for vandalism for destroying property. How much? You know, I think maybe in <coughs> confined, controlled spaces, this makes sense. Like for example, like a hospital, right? If a doctor needs to have, you know, certain type of medicine delivered to this patient's room, yeah. put in an order, boom, it gets delivered. Yep. Excuse me. And like, they have those. They I've do. Seen, they I've do. seen delivery robots in, in hospitals. Yeah. And like, that makes sense. I, I saw them, uh, this is maybe three, four years ago when we did a shoot in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, Singapore, I mean, geez, going to a hospital in Singapore was kind of eye-opening. They had robots all over the place. Yeah. But I mean, you, I feel like you, it's a lot easier to do it there uh, than say here, right? Because here it's more privatized. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you do you do have startups in Singapore that that kind of focus on that. But but uh, um, you know, I'm kind of thinking of this uh, in a more controlled area, like I said, such as hospitals and stuff like that. But out in the open, I mean, you're just there's so many variables. <laughs> just like that car driving in the concrete. Well, like, initially, initially, on, anything can happen. Uh, the early parts of those, the, the cities were banning them from the sidewalks because they were getting in the way of people walking and bicyclists and other types of, of people. You couldn't, they didn't know exactly how to 
go across the street if there was a walk signal versus a not walk signal. And sometimes they would get stuck in the middle of the road and impede traffic. I think the technologies have gotten better. I always think that sometimes these aren't fully autonomous and there's someone driving the robot remotely with a little game controller. There's actually a really, really, a really, 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 really small tiny person, person in there. Imagine if that was possible where you could develop miniaturization technology to allow someone to drive one of those things. And we would be so oblivious to the fact that the miniaturization technology is way cooler than having them just drive a little robot. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be some sort of sci-fi type type show. And there's going to, that's going to open a whole other can of worms of, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, vehicle with the miniature person inside doesn't get crushed by an 18 wheeler driving down the road. Well, look at, look at the movie Ant-Man, for example. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I think true. we just described some of the scenes or, uh, in, in, in Ant-Man. Man, um, Men in Black. Remember the first one? They had the little, small little alien driving a, okay. a human. Like, cyborg, he was controlling remember? the, yeah, he was controlling the actual human right. being. Right. All right. I want to get to one more story in this before we move on to the other topic. And this is something that happened a few weeks ago. We did not talk about this, but now it's it, it feels like it's appropriate in, in this realm of people doing awful things in in, in robots or cars. Uh, apparently, also in San Francisco, uh, residents are having intimate relations in robo taxis and no one is talking about it, according to this one headline. So, so we're going to talk about it a little bit here as autonomous vehicles become increasingly popular in San Francisco. Some riders are wondering just how far they can push the vehicle's limits, especially with no front seat driver or chaperone to discourage them from questionable behavior. For some, that's a welcome invitation to test the AV's limits. Uh, and this, they quoted Megan, a woman in her 20s, took her first robo taxi ride on a recent <laughs> late night excursion. It was also her first time having uh, relations in a driverless vehicle. <laughs> Now, this is this is great. The standard is not providing exact dates of the rider's debauchery to protect their privacy, but has verified the rides took place through documentation. Names have been changed because of the rider's privacy concerns. Oh, man. I mean, they, they obviously plan this out. They, they plan this out. How do you plan this out? Well, look, look, it says here, we got in and just got straight to it, making out, <laughs> said Megan, who got into the cruise wearing nothing but a robe. Oh, boy. So, you, you, okay, you, you hail the cab. Yep. You're there waiting in your robe. Yep. And so obviously with, it was with planned. A, with, a, with another person. Yeah, with another person. So, you know, it's not, I mean, to them, it's not a bad thing. To them, it's a great thing. They get to, you know, have a great time with, uh, you know, in a car that they don't have to drive and, yep. you know, but. Uh, so the story goes on to say that I, I guess the windows fog up because that, that sort of happens when you. They don't have anti-fog. They are uh, not technology. anti-fog windows. I think that the windows do They're fog up. They're going to need up. it now. They said, <laughs> they said uh, if you're at a stop sign and other cars are around, there were some people that could see what was going on Jeez. and they gave them a thumbs up. <laughs> they, were, they were excited about that kind of thing. Um, the first thing I worry about is like, they're supposed to have cameras inside these cars. Wow. Well, to their defense, I mean, I think uh, Megan, this this person saying, I mean, there's no one telling you you can't do that. There's no rule against doing There's probably going to be signs in there that says, please do not have sex in this yeah, car. Yeah. So but I, I would just be worried if if I was going to be in there, I'm being monitored in my as my ride. If I start 
doing things I'm not supposed to be doing in there. There's footage and the company has this footage, but I think, again, it's one of those cases where there's so many cars that you're monitoring. I don't know if anybody is monitoring this in real time. I doubt it. Would you have to go look through all of the footage? Well, it'd be a privacy. It's, it's a privacy it's a, issue. What privacy? You should have no expectation of privacy if you're in a, in a robo-taxi. Yeah, but the, that's... That's you are not violating. Question. You are not violating the passenger's privacy. They have no right to privacy, and I can guarantee you, a court would say, "You step into a ca- taxi cab in public, you have no expectation of privacy." Now, the issue does become different if it's a private car. But but now that's, it, that's what I mean because it's, it's not autonomous. A, it's because it's private. A, but it's you're in a taxi. It's it's like you're in a taxi with a, with with just no driver. If you went out and bought this car. And it was approved to go on the road. So there aren't any private cars yet, I believe. Maybe Elon Musk has one. But if you did this in your own car, then you do have an expectation of privacy. Because also, there's not going to be any, any cameras in the, the... The cameras are in the car for a couple of reasons. Like, let's say you're in Las Vegas and you've, had, you've been partying all night and you get sick in the car. The, the Uber or Lyft or whoever can charge you for the cleanup fee. And they've got documented proof that you were the yeah, person I mean, that did it. it's their car. Right. So why are you confused here? Oh, I'm not confused. I, I just don't think it's, it's not going to happen. There, there's not going to be cameras in the cars. There are cameras. No, there already are cameras there in the cars. There currently are cars? Yes. Uh, there are cameras in the cars? Yes, there are. Yes. And the problem is, is that the companies aren't doing anything about it. Maybe they should. What do you mean? What do you mean they're not doing anything about it? Doing anything about the people having sex in the cars? In the yeah, car? yeah. Because hmm. apparently these 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 young people are proud of the fact that they were able to do it. But they're not. The, these autonomous car makers aren't saying you can't do that in the car. There, it might be in the terms of service. <laughs> if it was, <laughs> then I think they would be able to do something about it. I, I think guess the, we have I think to, the reason why they're not doing anything about it is because it's not written anywhere. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's not. All right. I, you know all right. I mean? So, you, all right, counselor, I, I, I believe you've uh, defended your client <laughs> in the court of public opinion here. No, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. They, okay. They say here we record video inside of the car for added safety and support. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously, let's say if, if people... And I think Simone, even in the article, said they kept thinking that they were going to be banned from the service, and they haven't yet. So either the companies are not monitoring it. Hmm. I just don't... I don't or, think... Or they were... <laughs> they were they're, no, they're, they're not going to do anything about it, okay. because I, I don't think they want to. That I, don't leads, think they want, I, don't, I don't think they want to open that can of worms. Well... <laughs> think about it. It's... Now that even that even causes me less enthusiasm to go into an autonomous car now. Because if you were a germaphobe before this news came out, imagine how creeped out you would be. Like I again, think it's beyond that. I no, think, no, no, no. So so two people are taking a ride, they they go do their thing. You're mm-hmm. the next passenger in the car. Do you want to sit in a car that has been just been, you know, used like that? You're never going to know. Oh, 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 well, okay. All right. Do you know how many people go to hotel rooms and bring in a black light? 
Oh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen those TV reports. Yeah, yeah. Where they go yeah. into a hotel room, especially in Vegas or some other party city. Yeah, and you shine the black light in the room, and you see where things have happened. Or you look at the remote control. Mm-hmm. They said that's the dirty, like that is the most germ-ridden device in a hotel room. We back in the day when I was a technology columnist. Do you remember if I was writing the cool tools? I did the gift guide, all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. Someone sent me a, a little tiny black light type of device that it was like a hand scanner and you could shine black light on things. I gave that to our then president of, of the IDG enterprise group because he was a, he traveled a lot and he was also a huge germaphobe. And I, and I, I gave it to his assistant. I said, give this to him. He can go into the hotel room and he can scan all this stuff. I think if you're a germaphobe, you're going to want to do this in a taxi cab now. Or I suppose it's no different from a regular taxi cab. There's probably exactly. stuff that goes on in a regular. But at least you have a driver and, and the driver could clean up a little bit if, if someone gets sick in the car, that type of stuff. Um, I mean, if you're concerned about germs, you're probably going to bring your own little baggie of <laughs> little Clorox Clorox wipes with you, you know, if, if you're if you're like that. But yeah, I don't know. We had, I did a survey on our YouTube channel about if you want to be in uh, a self-driving car, if you've actually ridden in one and if, you know, if you ever want to. And the majority of the responses I got on that was, nope, no thanks. And then the, the, the biggest one was not until it's proven safe. Yeah. I, I may have to do one about, it, it, does this story, like, would you get one in, would you get into one of these cars if you knew that the the passenger before you was doing something bad? I, I, I think it's gross. I, I, I just think that the, the, the car should, these companies should do a little bit more monitoring of the situation before I, you can get Yeah, in. yeah. And, you know, maybe they should. They probably, they probably should do more monitoring, but I, I'm just looking ahead. I think if they do start to crack down on that, you might see the you might see the draw of people using the autonomous vehicles go down. That's just my gut feeling. I'm not saying it'll happen. I just think you know that might be a possibility. So just to confirm, the autonomous cars out now that are in operation have cameras inside to monitor activity. Yes. Correct? Okay. So I had this running through my mind just a minute ago. It's like. I think if the companies want to crack down on the type of activity that's going on in, in these autonomous vehicles, they should really implement. Um, you've seen Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Uh, Madam Umbridge, whatever. The one who wore the pink. Yep. Okay. Blouse. Dolores Ux- Uxbridge? Uh, uh, Umbridge? Uh, Umbridge. Umbridge is so a town in you, Massachusetts. If you're, doing, if, you're, if you're maybe too close to someone, you hear a voice call, you're like, oh, separate. Or if you're starting to do something you're not supposed to. You're going to get a, a wand going off. So you're like, no, don't, don't do I can, that. I can see someone monitoring every ride and yeah. then having a little loudspeaker that goes, I, I mean, I, 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 I get apart, get away from that, that person. That's, that's what I mean when I, when I say if, if, if people start to see these autonomous car makers start to crack down on the activity going on inside the cars, you might see less draw <sighs> using them. That, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Probably this won't. whole big picture here yeah. between these three stories that we were talking about proves how, A, how awful people are. Well, and they're B, just not it, thoughtful of the others around them, probably, I'd, I'd put it. 
and we know that that consider it consider people are not considerate of other people and they are also not considerate of these robots and these self-driving cars and property that's not theirs of technology that is supposed to be improving our lives and i think that this would this you're going to see that with the ai stuff too i mean it improved their lives (laughs) for at least five minutes for uh, (laughs) five minutes or longer you know they had a they had a good a good ride um (laughs) in that vehicle (laughs) oh boy this this podcast has gone downhill pretty quick all right so i'm gonna move on to the the next story of ai generated art is not allowed to be receive any copyright to u.s court uh this did come up in another court ruling a few months ago but now this is in related to uh, the copyright office. A work of art created by artificial intelligence without any human input cannot be copyrighted under U.S. law. A U.S. court in Washington, D.C. has ruled. Only works with human authors can receive copyrights, U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell said on Friday, affirming the copyright office's rejection of an application filed by computer scientist Stephen Thaler on behalf of his Davis system, which is short for the device for the autonomous bootstrapping of unified sentience okay that's that's a little creepy um all right so it's decided so well they're gonna he's good i think there's there's gonna be some appeals and at some point the uh supreme court will probably get involved in 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 deciding this um what what do you think the decision should be made if if you have an opinion on it i think it should not be copyrighted it shouldn't be copyrighted. It should not be copyrighted only because I don't know if it's the if the human well because the human element is there is a human element to it when in terms of writing the prompt right to create the image but but, but the t- problem is is that the same prompt creates different parts of different works of art every time we put in the same prompt six times in Midjourney you get six different drawings because yeah you can you can be the author of the prompt you author a well thought out prompt yes put it into the ai engine whatever and it spits out whatever you as the human aren't necessarily creating that thing that it's spitting out right you're creating and you can't i don't think you can copyright an idea you could argue though well this is the idea that i had i I, you know i i want uh, an ai image drawing to draw a, a picture of six monkeys typing on a typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there is the a thing. final image could be used by anyone. I think, I don't think you could, it just gets into a lot of, well, it becomes really diffi- it becomes ugly difficult. law. If you start copywriting things that are created by a computer, right? I th- it becomes difficult because again, you know, the human element really isn't there. That's creating the, th- these things, right? Images, video, whatever, whatever you want the AI to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I agree with their decision. Um, in my opinion, I, I, I agree, um, that it can't be, um, licensed or sorry, copyrighted. Yeah. And this was just an argument between this one guy and the copyright office. Uh, I think there was another artist who tried to get her copyrights of the images that she put in her book they mm-hmm. said the book could be copyrighted but not the image that's in it if it's drawn by an ai we've used ai images as thumbnails for our Couple times for uh, our, our, and if you want to grab that image 
I, I'm not going to have a problem with it. Yeah. So wait. So the book that has the images is you, copyrighted, right? But the images themselves are not. So right. how does how how does one getting their book copyrighted while still not having the contents of that book fully protected? Because the you could you could say the text in the book is copyrighted. Okay, I see. So you can't just make a copy of that entire book, but you could make a copy of the image that's in that book. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure this is going to be weird. another... We need to bring a lawyer on. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's also the idea of remixing and transformative art. There's, there's an argument that says that you, if you take a piece of artwork and then manipulate it, manipulate it yeah. and change it in any sort of way, that's called remixing and it's, you've transformed it's it. It's no longer the original. You know, can I, if I draw, if I try to draw, hand draw something like the Mona Lisa, can my drawing be a separate piece of image or do I have to pay the copyright? Or, yeah. 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 Anyway, that's interesting as well. And our next story involves meta our, our our pals at meta uh meta the parent camp company of facebook instagram and whatsapp has doubled down on its return to office policy with the social media giants head of people Lori goler telling workers that a failure to meet the company's minimum attendance requirements could result in termination wow they are cracking down on getting back to the office three days a week only three oh, that's, yeah. not, that's not that bad <laughs> That's not that bad. Uh, in early June, Meta announced it would be asking employees that had not been specifically designated as remote workers to return to the office three days a week, starting in early September. That policy update came in the wake of several rounds of mass layoffs at the company, during which time CEO Mark Zuckerberg praised the benefits of in-office work. Uh, this week, Goler announced more details about the return to office policy in an internal post on Meta's workplace platform. Uh, quote, as we shared in June, beginning September 5th, people assigned to an office need to spend at least three days per week working in person to foster healthy relationships and strong collaboration. And this was first published uh, by Business Insider. However, activities such as meeting with clients will count towards an employee's in-person working quota. And if workers take personal time off sick days or have travel or family emergencies, they will not be expected to make up those missed days with additional in-office attendance. So good for them. But uh, repeated violations may result in disciplinary action up to and including a performance rating drop and ultimately termination if not addressed. That's that's good. So from the looks of it, it looks like nothing has changed since the olden days. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, good 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 on Meta. You know, they're they're making a decision. They'll be like they're they're like, okay, come in three days a week. That's all we're asking. Not five, three. Come in three days a week. And then that's it. I, I would be fine with that if they didn't then decide six months later, all of a sudden now they move the goalposts again. And now they say, okay, now everyone's got to come in five days a week. And I'd be okay with that too. Cause it's like nobody but, else had a problem with it. In don't you understand the anxiety that an employee would have in terms of what, what terms of employment do you want from me? You know, we started this relationship maybe they started as a remote worker. So it was, it was, it was remote work at home. And then it was like, okay, now you're telling me I have to come in. Now you're telling me I have to come in all five days. I mean, I, it's up, it's, it's up, to the, com- it's it's up job, to the company. It's their company. It's their, it's their company. And if people don't like it, then they can look elsewhere. I mean, it's, we never, we didn't really have a problem with this pre plague. 
I know it's it's all it's but all this pandemic. Today crap. it's a problem, yeah. Because oh, we've proven that we can work from home. Well, what if the company wants us to be together again? Like go into the office and collaborate, like what they're saying. Collaborate yeah, and I know. I think there was a quote here. Uh, he was saying. Engineers earlier in their career perform better on average when they work in person with teammates at least three days a week, he claimed. And I mean, yeah, that's probably accurate. That, that's probably accurate. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have, you know, two sides. People that like this, people that don't. <laughs> there you go. You've, you've, and you've, you've nailed it in a nutshell, it. Chris. It's People are either going to like it or they're going to hate it. Yeah. You're going to have the people that are okay with it they're going to suck it up go in and the other people are just going to cry shout and have a tantrum which again i don't understand but again to each their own what will be interesting to see is whether a company a big tech company it might not be meta it might be someone else if they actually fire someone for violating a policy around they this person did not come in the office enough I, I think that would happen. That, or, that, will they, happen. or will they try to hide it in performance reviews and, oh, this person wasn't performing up to the standards and, you know, they were put on a different plan. I, I want to see if anyone is bold enough to say, yes, this person was fired because they refused to come in the three days of the week that we had asked. I think it'll happen. Okay. I think it, I think it okay. will. I think they're going to try to hide it at first. Maybe. Although I don't know if you can get sued. I don't know if this would be lawsuit worthy or not. I mean, again, it's if it depends on if it's in the company policy and employee yeah, handbook I, and things like that. That's the thing. That, yeah. That's exactly what, what I was just going to bring up. Cause I remember when um, I got hired for a job, not this one. Yeah. Not this one, but in the, the job um, contract. Yep. Right. Uh, it, it said you must have a car and you must be able to travel to and from the office. And mm-hmm. so like, yeah, that's, it's, it's written there. I signed it. So even though we have a lot of pushback today on, you know, returning to the office, the employer holds all the power. Yeah. And we live in you a know? state here in Massachusetts where an employer could fire you for no reason at all. They don't have to even give you well, severance. No, it, it, it's a, it's the type of state where they, they don't have to give you the two weeks. If they so, can, if you're being laid off. If you're being, I think even fired, you can just say you're fired. There's a legal term for it. And hmm. we're one of the states where they allow it. Allow it. They could just, like, like there's not a necessarily a contract. Uh, people in, in higher positions, you would have a contract and said, all right, you'll, you work here for six months and then we'll review the contract after another six months. But then after four months, they could just, if, if it's like a football head coach that gets fired, yeah, they pay off the rest of the contract. And in this state, I think you could just void that or that you don't, if you don't have a contract with someone, they can just, it, it's, it's called at will. Huh, so they I didn't could, know that. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, and, and again, the employment law and you get legal stuff mixed in there, but there's. There's not a lot of, of great rights for employees in some states, including this one. So um, I want to, there's another meta story I want to talk about. Um, they have released the web version of its text-first social media platform, Threads. Remember that? Remember Threads is still around, apparently. 
Oh, wow. Uh, they're now going to have a web version in a bid to retain professional users and gain an edge over its rival, which was the X slash formerly Twitter. Thread users will be able to access the microblogging platform by logging into its website from their computers. This is going to be rolled out over the next few weeks and days. Uh, the widely anticipated rollout could help threads gain broader acceptance among power users, such as brands, company accounts, advertisers, and journalists who can now take advantage of the platform by using it on a bigger screen. Uh, they cross 100 million signups within five days of its launch, but then they did see a decline in popularity as users return to the more familiar platform X after the initial rush. I actually discovered one of the features where they said you can now have your you can your feed can be just followers, which was good because the feed I was getting was all sorts of recommended people that I had no interest in following. Yeah. And finally, I figured out how to do it. It was on my phone, but it wasn't obvious. You have to sort you have to hold down the home button and then the menu pops up and then you switch over from the, the everyone feed into the followers feed. Uh, it's still, I, there's nobody that I'm following that is on the platform. The, and those, the, those that do are usually Instagram right. accounts of pages and companies or interests. There's not actual any people. Yeah, I, I don't think people are going to. But I've given ad- up adopt. mostly largely on Twitter as well. I've just given up on social media in general. I just, <laughs> I have a Facebook and an Instagram for pictures because, you know, I like taking pictures, right? Yeah. I, I think people are going to have a, what, how, how could we call it? Um, app variety fatigue. We're going to have t- too many options. Well, you know? Yeah, you see that. If you have, a, a you know, 10 or 20 apps for social media, you're not going to use them all the time for everything. Yeah, it just becomes more work yeah. at the end of the day because now you got to monitor. Okay, you got to monitor X, Facebook, Instagram. YouTube. YouTube. And now threads, it's like, nah, no, no, thanks. There's no real reason for me to, to start adding that app to my. The interesting part about all of this, rotation. too, is that Elon Musk is, I think, slowly becoming a supervillain. Uh, because anti-hero, anti-hero. Anti-hero. All right, anti-hero. You call him an anti-hero. I'm calling him a supervillain. Yeah. This whole thing with Mark Zuckerberg and the, and the cage match. It just felt like I was watching a WWE wrestling, the feud. But you like wrestling. I do so like wrestling. Kinda, and so you know. I automatically recognize these tactics by Elon Musk is something that your heel wrestler would do. Yeah. Ric Flair was great at this. This was, he was the best heel ever. Uh, and, and you taunt your opponent, you call him a chicken. And then when he challenges you to the fight, you go, Oh, Oh my back, my back. I need, I need back surgery. And Oh, okay, well we'll do it here. Oh no, we'll cancel. And, and so that I, I'm finally glad that, that Zuckerberg finally said like, this is stupid. Tell me when you're serious. Oh, it's off. Oh, it's off again. Oh wow. Okay. I haven't been oh, following yeah, it, it recently. It, well, cause again, again, Elon Musk tweeted that he was going to go to his Zuckerberg's house <laughs> and ring the doorbell and challenge him into the cage match at that point. Or right then there. Forcing. The people at Meta to go, Mark Zuckerberg is out of town. <laughs> he's not going to be there. He's on a trip. Like, he's, just this is just he's just trolling. It's just trolling. That's- but but now he's getting rid of the headline links in news posts. So if you post a story or a photo, it, it, they're gonna they're gonna strip out the headline. And then he says he's gonna get rid of the block button, so you won't be able to block people 
which is a, a big deal if you don't want to see a bunch of crap on your feed. Yeah, I, which is what I do all the time. I, I see people that I don't want to. I don't want to particularly hear from because they've got. Usually, they're just mouthing political garbage, and so I block them. So I don't. But now I'm going to have to see all that stuff again. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I think he's just he's just helping the media keep their keeping their content moving. <laughs> he's keeping the headline machine moving. Uh, media outlets. Uh, content it has moving. people talking you know I mean? about exactly. Elon Musk every exactly. single day. There's always another article about what crazy ass stuff he's doing. Exactly. Which is, he's but, gonna, he's, but that's super villain territory, Chris. A lot of free advertising. I, I, I think he knows. I, I think, think he knows what he's doing. I think he's deliberately trying to run the company into the ground. I don't think so. Or change it to the fact. I, I don't know. I've given up on trying to use that the, the what, platform. What Elon has, right? So, okay. So he took over Twitter. Okay, he bought it. He took it over. I, yeah. I think he has he has a commodity right now. It's going to be very hard for people to ditch Twitter, as as proven by this the stuff with Threads. Exactly. There was not a mass exodus to Threads. There was not a mass exodus to what Mastodon and some of these other fring, yeah. fringier social media sites. Yes. Yeah. So they've got a bunch of hostages that are stuck addicted to Twitter. Yeah. And it's going <laughs> to not like, me though. How, how could you how could you get rid of Twitter when you know what it does it does it does well, you know and whatever changes Elon makes to it, they're you know they're probably good again I don't use I don't use X Twitter whatever I, yeah. I don't use it but from what I've heard I, I've heard less complaints about it, you know. Because you know, cause th- there was this thing where... I think most you know, people what, can probably get along with not having to, to follow Twitter at all for their... The, oh, no, people, absolutely. People would be much better off if you didn't. Even for breaking news, I don't think I would jump on Twitter. If there was something breaking, yeah, no. I would probably... I don't know where I would go. I might turn on the radio and listen for updates if, if it was a natural disaster, for example. Yeah. Or something like that. Or I'd try to find a place with a TV. Yeah. That's a really good question. I, I don't really follow a lot of breaking news as much anymore. I mean, I don't I don't follow it on Twitter, but I mean, I follow but, it. But we used to. We used to do that. I mean, I do follow it on YouTube. Uh, I follow like my specific uh, channels that I follow. I, I, I get it from YouTube and yeah. also Facebook and the Facebook feed. Wow. Uh, so, okay. Um, so right now, my current opinion is Elon Musk super villain and you're you're elon musk anti-hero 100 okay 100 all right that's gonna do it for this week's show chris i think we're gonna wrap it up good to talk to you as always yeah sounds good that's all the time we have for today's episode don't forget to like the video subscribe to the channel add any thoughts you have below is elon musk a super villain or is he an anti-hero join us every week for new episodes of today in tech i'm keith shaw thanks for watching